Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. Hey, Ben, busy lady. It's weird to do the podcast when I haven't seen you all day because I feel like we're just catching up on the podcast. <laughs> I w- when I was uh, when I was a uh, guest on um, on another podcast, they were like, "Okay, so plug your podcast. What are you guys doing?" And he was on our Nick Schiffer. He was on our podcast as a guest, and uh, he's like, "What do you guys call it, Next Door Neighbors?" And I was like, "Well, it's my wife and I. It's it's our way of having like talk to our next door neighbors that are not living next door to us, but are people that mm-hmm. you know that we'd have them over basically for a conversation, and that's the essence of it." And he's like, "Oh, I thought it was because like it was you and your female neighbor were like sitting down and like <laughs> you know, it's like do you know <laughs> that is a just recipe a random, for just... <laughs> you and your random female neighbor just sitting down and talking exactly oh my gosh. and talking to guests and stuff. So basically, I'd have another host, <laughs> two next door neighbors sitting down together. He goes, "Okay, now it makes a lot more sense." I'm like, "Well, that's hilarious." So by you, I just, wonder if other people think that. Uh, I hope not. I I think a lot of people know your you know. Right through social media what our connection is you should get the microphone closer to you i don't want people to hear me eating <laughs> what are you eating when we're rolling i'm so hungry oh yeah so what are you working on right now you're doing a staging job i thought you're done with staging i'm not staging you're not staging you're doing well, I'm kind of staging oh that's design right but it's called an install when it's a design job mm, so you're installing mm-hmm. and you're installing too i am installing right <laughs> I am, i'm installing so, backsplash tile it's different because with staging you put the furniture in. You're still installing it. So your stuff. Your stuff, and then you have to take it out. Mm-hmm. With this design job, um, I, we purchased all the furniture back in August. There's still stuff that has not arrived, and it's making me crazy. But when you install, you do all the furnishing and decorating, but it stays there. So, like, if you have a design client, you would just decorate their house. With this one, it's a model home, two of them. For a builder? For builder, and so they're just gonna stay furnished always. So what's a model home? Is a model home kind of like uh, here's three different variations of a home we make? Model home is yeah, f- usually a furnished home that um, people can see what kind of finishes you can have there, um, layout, just so they can kind of get a feel for like this is what our homes look like. Is the same thing as a spec home, or is a spec home completely different? Because I've heard spec home. Spec home is different. Spec home is a house that was built by the builder. Um, as kind of but like is for sale usually model homes are not for sale but isn't every home built by the builder for sale um no not model units a lot of times unless they no, I mean dis- specs specs we're talking specs, specs yeah so let's say builder builds uh 50 houses in the neighborhood and then allocates five of those to be a spec home what's the difference there well because a lot of times um that just means the builder picked everything out themselves and then you buy it a lot of times with a builders, you get to customize light fixtures, hardware. You go through that process with them. Mm. And so that's a custom home. Mm. If, a, if a builder does both, sometimes they'll just make a spec home and like have just somebody buy it as is. Is a spec home just another example of a model home? I guess, yeah. So when the builder be. does the modifications, is it just kind of saying this is what we can offer? I guess I'm still trying to figure out the difference between model a model and a spec. usually furnished. I think that's the difference. But I feel like the model part is just the next level of spec, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's like a spec home that's been um, uh, furnished. Oh. Yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah. They should just keep calling it spec home. But yeah. some but spec I homes think are And then people model. are going to be like, well, 
Why is it furnished? Yeah. Mm. The thing is with this bed home, you can buy it right away. A lot of times model homes, they're not for sale because they want people to come and look at that mm -hmm. and then decide what they want. It's usually not for sale. Interesting. So like a lot of builders have a model home in the neighborhood that they're building in. Mm -hmm. And then once that neighborhood is all built out, then they sell that model home. As the very last. last very one. last one. Yeah, mm -hmm. usually. The only thing with model homes is usually it's like trashed by the end of the. So that makes a lot more sense. So now why are you having since you ordered? I mean, we're in 2022 now. We're not at the peak. It's of not them. any better. Why? What? What's ha what's the issues with the furniture? I don't know, because it's I almost feel like. Because people are having better luck now buying furniture, but I don't am not certainly I'm not because I even bought some stuff a bed for our house it back in September and it still hasn't arrived. I almost feel like because I bought so many things at once, like a big bulk order. From the same person, from the same supplier? From the same company. company. And there was a few different companies. I almost feel like things got lost because there was just so many items. I bet if it was just like one thing, two things here and there, it probably wouldn't have been such a hassle. But because I bought so many items, like um, there was supposed to be two sofas that came exact same sofa because they're going to be across from each other one came and obviously like a lot of the stuff came back in january but it was all in boxes because the homes weren't done yet so we had to keep everything in a pod mm -hmm. we're waiting and finally we got unpacked it all and that this is where we're noticing things are not like here mm. and the thing is it's like it'd be one thing if like, cause I could see when things are delivered on my end through the the stores. So like on my West Elm account, I can see what's been delivered when what hasn't. But, but the problem is it's not accurate. So a lot of this stuff says it's been delivered, but it hasn't. So I'll call the delivery people and be like, hey, this shows that it's been delivered. And they're like, oh, I don't know why it shows that. We actually haven't even received that in our warehouse yet. So it hasn't been delivered. I'm like, what? How is this happening? How is it? I it's have like a no fake idea. Delivery? I think there's just miscommunication. That's all. With the same company or just across a bunch of different companies? The thing, so mostly this company. <laughs> We're talking about West Elm? Mm-hmm. Are they a new startup? No. <laughs> yeah, never heard of them. I th this is the problem. West Elm doesn't use their own um, delivery service. They hire out a third party locally in mm -hmm. all these like cities. Yeah, because West Elm's all across the nation. Yeah, because it's across the nation. So they, they hire out these um, like moving delivery services. And the problem is there's this huge miscommunication of like where things are um, in the process of like being delivered. And so West Elm like checks it off i guess somehow it was communicated that it's been delivered so it, on the my account shows oh it's been delivered mm. but it hasn't and then i'll call the delivery service and i'll be like where is it oh we actually haven't even received it yet from to our warehouse so it's still like in transit and i'm like what it's interesting so west elm has its own warehouse where the furniture is and then it contracts out the delivery part of it mm -hmm. right and they have their own warehouse too where they keep all the furniture before they deliver it which makes sense because there's not well i mean we, we used to see this is an, an older name drop but like sears you'd see a sears truck mm -hmm. driving or we have a what's that a furniture store off of eagle the big one rc willie rc willie you see rc willie trucks but these are local state stuff but I, i'm wondering why they just don't get i guess it would be too much money to like get their own truck yes, and go across correct but now you also are dealing with west elm right so meaning because it's across the country you know there's trucks that you have mm -hmm. to provide so it's another avenue so it makes more sense for the company to 
contract out. And yeah. but okay, I mean, you go on Wayfair.com and you order a piece of furniture. You don't have a Wayfair truck that shows up and delivers it, Mm-mm. but yet you're not having trouble like Wayfair.com. No, but it's Amazon that's had. delivering Wayfair or I FedEx th- or whatever. Yeah, I think it's like FedEx and stuff so, that delivers. But even like bigger items, so like if even if you order a bed, um, I they del- they find a way to like deliver it to you without all these complications. I just think there's better systems and processes oh with Amazon yeah. and FedEx um, and UPS. There's so much. They're 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 They've worked out all They've, the kinks yeah. that it's it's its own well lubed machine. But now that you'll see often, uh, you know, you'll buy something from who knows wherever and it'll be delivered on like a Meineke truck. Yeah. You know, a moving truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's then like somebody like figured out a way to. Yeah. And it's these two guys that look like they work at a bowling alley. Right. Like <laughs> and then they just bring the thing in and you go, oh, so. Did, did you get contracted out? Like, are you just going to... They do. I, I mean, yeah. I know that they're probably looking for delivery people because Always. everything's now online. Yeah. But you could tell the difference in the quality of people or the, the quality of organizations of these delivery services. Yeah. Because if you have some random small delivery service that goes and picks up that contract mm-hmm. um, with that company, then yeah, the system processes is like, and it's all paperwork. Like, I don't know. He got delivered on my end. I'm like, how do you lose a sofa? They lost, they can't find um, like dining, the dining chairs that supposedly came to the warehouse. I'm like, how do you lose that stuff? I know it's probably a big warehouse, but it's like, it just boggles my mind. And I'm like, I've been trying to be really nice. And oh, yeah. like, but the, I mean, I'm going to have a breaking point soon. What are you going to do? Are you going to I'm going to use my stern voice you gotta do that girl which is funny you're so not that person i'm not but like i mean i do there's a point where i get pretty frustrated of course when you, especially when you're the middle person between everything. i know and then i feel like it's my fault so i mm-hmm. feel like i have to do all this damage control because i'm the one that ordered the stuff right but i'm like at this point where there's literally nothing i can do now but I'm surely the builder knows that they know but it's like you know that you feel like it yeah, yeah, yeah you feel like it falls on your sh- sh- shoulders and mm-hmm it is embarrassing you're like i'm so sorry we ordered this such a long time ago and i mean luckily everybody knows now you know it's been two years the shipping is still a nightmare mm-hmm. and so everybody kind of has that like grace but and everybody still has timelines too but people still have yeah deadlines yeah. that they're trying to meet it's, and we gave i mean we gave ourselves eight months and this stuff is still not here and you're not gonna and what you're not gonna do because it's completely a waste of uh, resources and time to go okay this delivered i'm gonna go to where it's delivered because obviously it's being delivered at that location Mm -hmm. and cut a box open and be like yep that's it i know and then come back a week later be like oh yeah that's the same thing yeah it makes no sense and now you have a bunch of stuff that's sitting for eight months because the project's not due yet that might get damaged because it's you're unwrapping it and so that's exactly what happened yesterday Mm -hmm. i had there was a damaged piece and obviously we didn't check it and it, it was delivered in january and now it is april and we didn't we're not gonna open every single box to just to check if it's damaged and even if we did we wouldn't have even seen the damage because it was like the corner we'd have to open the whole box Mm. and like you know inspect it but it was a dresser that was damaged and so when i called to like get a replacement they're like well it's been over 30 days first of all usually we don't yeah and i'm like what so finally i like was talking to her i was like yeah but there i mean you could tell i ordered a lot of items so like maybe you guys can understand that like i wasn't opening the stuff until just now 
and i ordered a lot of stuff from here so i don't know maybe that's why they had a little bit of like grace hmm. so she finally got approval from like the manager okay we can replace it for you what we'll do is order a new one when that one comes we'll do a swap and i'm like okay cool because that way we can keep that one there for now because it's like it's like you can kind of hide it but it, like why would you keep a damaged you know dresser mm -hmm. So she looks it up and she's like, oh, actually, it's been discontinued. Oh. I'm like, no. So now I don't know what to do. It's like the perfect yeah. storm. Yeah. So now they're trying to like replace it with another one, but they won't. Or they're going to give me like in-store credit to buy another one. But they have to pick it up first before they give you the in-store credit. <laughs> it's just such a mess. And there's nothing you can do. Like that's the mm -hmm. thing is like if you go, okay, team, well, how do we prevent some of this from happening again? There's no way. Like the, we did it. The, we did every step. I think perfectly. It was just so many items. When you're getting so many items delivered to one place and not opening them right away, that's just bound to happen. Yeah. Right? Like there, what else could we have done? And most people don't do that. Most people don't order in such bulk things. Right. It's a very rare. Right. It's it has to be thing. like a profession based thing. And how yeah. often does that happen? It's very, very rare. And yeah, that's the crummiest thing. It's like you're outside 30 days. Like, yeah, but we were so proactive about it. I know. And it's ordering like we it. kept it in a box. Eight we months. kept it in pods so like everything was safe and like is that what they did the builder got pods mm -hmm. mm, that's nice so it was like two big pods and that's where everything was kept i just can't believe yeah they'll just lose and it, it is it's that mis miscommunication between the delivery service and the store because west elm could see on their end we we actually sent both of these items out so like the sofas for example i had a call They'd be like, I only got one sofa. And they're like, okay, let's check. So they can check on their end to see if they actually sent only one sofa out accidentally or two. And they're like, well, we sent both of them out. So you, I would call the delivery service and see if they um, accidentally like delivered one because they didn't see like the quantity because it's the exact same sofa. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll call them. And so I called them. They're like, oh, it shows we delivered both of them. I'm like, well, you didn't. <laughs> That's another part though. It's like, it's one thing if something is missing but to have a thing to say it's been delivered because then how, how did do you, that happen? And you can't know But even more than that is like, how do you have even a voice to argue or like, yes, fortunately, majority of the strong businesses are like the customer's always right. Because yes. there's not a lot of people who are lying. Right. You're not going to like have a TV delivered and then you hide the box and be like, hey, it turns out I never get delivered. So how do you I have know. that voice of the person on the other side be like, hey, listen, my paperwork, my guy said it's delivered. You're telling me it's not delivered. What's telling me you're not lying to me? I know. And I always feel that way. I'm like, I hope they don't feel like that because it's not just one item. There's a few items where I'm like, this isn't here. And it makes me like feel weird sometimes. I'm like, do they feel like I'm just like making it up to get an extra couch? I don't know. <laughs> that was, I, hey, I bet we can squeeze two couches. I bet we can get this. a third exact exactly, same yeah. looking couch. Too many couches. <laughs> And that's what I really appreciate what like Amazon will do is they'll or and sometimes UPS or whoever else. But not only the tracking part, but and they'll tell picture. you where it's at the picture and it's on your driveway. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really cool because now at least you have. And I bet you that I was bet that's why they started doing mm -hmm. that is because so many people were like, well, I don't have this item. So smart. And, and, but, and on top of it, it's not only because, you know, maybe something got lost or whatever but you have porch thieves right you have package thieves exactly to be like well I, I didn't get that and there's like well there's a picture here well then at that point it's like the it's company doesn't have to feel like they have to lose money i'm sorry it's on it's your territory that yeah it, it was uh, stolen. it's like kind of like covering your bases correct yeah. it's a liability prevention kind of thing mm -hmm. which i'm like i guess that wouldn't be that hard to do if you're delivering a bunch of or at least even show the package because it's in a box 
you know? Well, there's simple enough technology picture. of just even scanning, right? Scanning, so to yeah. scan, to be like, if they scan it, because when you do a tracking, you see that it arrived to this facility and it's, it's in transit, whatever, but you don't have to go as far as pictures, even though everybody's got a smartphone, but to have something as simple as like scanned on the front doorstep and be like, well, at right. this time it's on it versus all these delivery drivers, are, they're all they delivering. They just market with, and say, yep. They got, pay, they got, you know, clipboards. I know. And yeah. who's entering the information? Yeah, it's just old school, I think. You got stuttering Stanley, who's at the office over there trying to input this paperwork into the computer. And then he, <laughs> instead of saying deliver, you know, not delivered, he wrote delivered. Yeah. I just wonder, it makes me wonder what their warehouse looks like inside if they are losing items. It's a jungle. But also, I will say this. I'm, I'm very curious. I'm fascinated by just the postal office even. Mm -hmm. Right? The ability for you to write uh, on, on, on like a letter and then have it sent out and get to the most remote place in the world. Right. It's like, I, I... And the system for it, where they're not just sending one person out for that one letter, they're grouping them together. Correct. To send them all in the right place. And it's even yeah. more fascinating when you're not in the major metropolitan area, but you're like, an, you know, a little ca hick, right? hick, hick, uh, cabin in the woods. And somehow you could still get UPS delivered in, in, a, in an envelope. And so that part is fascinating that that, that civilization have created mm -hmm. some kind of efficient system that you can go have something delivered to a town of a hundred people mm -hmm. um and it's Wild, every single day that that, that stuff but that's happens. probably yeah that was something that was organized over such a long period of time and perfected right but i'm like how are these big stores still struggling with this issue that's the most weirdest part because it's one thing if you said um here's this Startup. weird chinese yeah. company that sells you know cheap furniture i get it this is a big, yeah. Yeah, it's a well-known, you yeah. know, it's like it's like you uh, buying something from Louis Vuitton and they're like, sorry, we, we're a mess with the delivery department. Yeah. You're like, no. <laughs> we delivered, I, I think. I paid an arm and a leg for this. You should know how to. So. I know. It's just like the level of, I don't know. It's, I was fired up about it, but now I'm like, I don't know. <sighs> That's another thing is I. I think from now on, I'm like, at least until shipping starts getting better i'm just for like clients i think i'm going to try to just to buy locally locally there's a couple stores here where you can actually buy furniture items and take them with you that day yeah like, but that includes now you have to go get the truck get exactly. a helper but like at this point i'd rather do that than be like waiting on these items and calling every day and like the stress of it yesterday i was on the phone probably for like an hour and a half and after i got off the phone i, I picked jack up from school and i was like Oh my goodness, I am so tired. Like my brain, my brain was so tired from just like thinking and like having to talk it all out. Solving problems. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't imagine the people that do telemarketing or like the phone, that you have to be on the phone all day long. That was exhausting. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's also very frustrating when you're paying for an, ex I mean, this is going back to the whole Louis Vuitton thing, but when you're paying an arm and a leg for a service. You also pay delivery mm -hmm. you pay for delivery you're, well, what i mean is like anytime there's a service that's not cheap that you're mm -hmm. paying for right there's one thing if like you order something and it's a, a poor quality where you're like that's why you bought you a get cheap what you thing pay for, yeah. or maybe you you went you know if, uh, if you want street tacos you have to go to this food truck it's an inconvenient thing don't get upset it, there's a reason why it right. costs so low but when you're paying like an arm and a leg for like let's say you drop 10 grand on a very nice vacation and you have a horrible service there there's nothing more irritating we were like 
I'm paying for the experience right. and this thing blows right now. I know. It's like, like you, what? Why did I pay this much? Yeah, to have this like well, we were um, not we, show up or a horrible. I remember, experience. I remember when we were buying a car for you this uh, this last fall, and uh, you know I walked into the dealership and I was like, you know, hey, I'm looking to buy this car. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a new car, and, um, and it's not a cheap car. And uh, I was like, can you connect me with somebody who knows about it? And and they gave me this older guy. He's a nice guy, but he I keep asking him questions. But he's like, he's, he's, he's sitting in front of a computer and he's like, well, let's look that up. <laughs> and then there's another thing I asked, like, hey, I heard they have like magnetic uh, adjusting shocks to it. Is that, what's that like? He goes, well, um, let's look that up. And I'm like, I get it. You're maybe not familiar in this realm of this vehicle, but can you connect me with somebody who is? Because if I'm going to drop that kind of money on that car, I, I better feel like somebody know like, Somebody knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't. I can look this up at home. And Not I actually just like googling. Well, them. I actually turned out because I couldn't even test drive it because they didn't have cars like that. Because you know, again, shortage. But turns out I could have just ordered this car online at the dealership. You know, I mean, at home online at the dealership, like do all the specs and read all the things myself. Right. Not and just. It, it's like, hey, guys. That's what he was doing. <laughs> Hey, like, it's, so it's so frustrating. You're like, hey, I'm spending a lot of money, like that I that I worked hard for, that I'm I'm sacrificing for this thing. Let me have this good experience. So you're ordering a really nice, expensive, you know, couch and table. West Elm is not cheap for this client, mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, sorry, it's not, you know, it says delivered, and, and then you keep, and then sorry, yeah, this is like, damaged. Well, I can't replace it, and you're like, what am I then paying for? I know, and the fact that you're paying, it's like, I think. Three hundred dollars for delivery for like your items. That's a lot of per money. Per item, or not per item. Like you can both. group them, yeah. but it's like if you're buying like, even if you're buying just one couch or one thing, it's like three hundred dollars. Yeah. So like a lot of times, obviously when I buy stuff, I'll group them together. That way, it's just one fee. But it's like if I'm already paying for that, yeah, delivery like service, mm -hmm. and it's not like being delivered, or I can't even get a hold of delivery. That's the other thing is. This, so this new delivery company, I guess, acquired the old one that used to deliver for West Elm Pottery Barn, like a few other ones, I uh -huh. think. So it's a bigger company acquired a smaller company? Yeah. Uh huh. So um, my flashlight was turned on on my phone for some reason. Hmm. Got paint on it too. Uh, that is toilet adhesive. Thanks for mm. asking. Nice. Cool. Looks good. You like it? Um, what was I saying? Oh, but like, so they acquired this like other company. What? I can't remember what I was saying. So there's a delivery company that acquired the delivery know, company what was I saying before for that? West Elm. And so were you going somewhere along the line? Probably. And no, I can't I remember. It was your fault. <laughs> That's funny. I can't believe I can't remember. Hmm. Anytime some, a company acquires another company, you're just kind of expecting that there's going to be these like growing pains, right? Because they go there. Maybe, different systems, but it's different like different even operations. the old company was horrible. And now this new one is, is like not any better. So I'm like, um, ugh. I just... I'm, ooh, hmm. it's a lot. So I don't know what to do. Kyle, our problems aren't remotely as bad as this. We, we <laughs> The only thing we're dealing with right now is we, we finished up a project, a vanity project, and all we're missing is an ad read on it. And we already have the, you know, the sponsor under contract, but they're supposed to send this thing. I'm not going to say what it is because, you know. Oh, it's like an it? item? It's an item that they're advertising and I'm waiting for this thing to show up so I could show it and do the ad read on on the, the camera and, and wrap it up. And it's been a full week and it still hasn't showed up. 
And their whole thing is like, well, can you, you know, publish it between the 15th and the 20th? And I'm like, <laughs> like how? hey, yeah. I was like, it's not here yet. Can you like X? And sometimes with companies like that, they're so good when you can go, can you expedite the shipping? And they'll like next day it, or at mm-hmm. least you'll have it in the next two days. Right. And it's been a solid week already now. And we're just sitting on this video. And now, fortunately, I'm not like in that big of a hurry. But what it's going to end up happening in like next in the next it's two weeks, day, I think we're going to have like th- three videos dropping in the next three, two weeks. <laughs> Just all back to back. And I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, what do you guys want me to do? So it's frustrating. But I mean, we don't deal with anything remotely as big as what you're doing with. It's just a lot of phone calls and trying to figure things out. And nobody knows what's going on. And you're like, am I like- yeah. Is this happening to other people? Because I feel like it's just me. Well, I think what ends up happening is with other people, they go. It's like one item. Yeah, one yeah. item. Hey, my me, couch like, didn't show up. It's been a week. Yeah. Not eight months. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so wait a second. You're sitting. So eight months ago, you were uh, told that it's been delivered. And so you're like, cool. I'm no, not even worried about it. No, eight months ago is when I ordered it. And then how later did it get delivered? Most, almost all the items got delivered at the end of January. Okay. And that's how many months into after you ordered it? Six. Oh. Whoa. Six months it took for all these? Oh, well, because there's a shortage and all that yeah. stuff. I gotcha. Six, seven months. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely not the side of the business I want to be part of. Right. All right. I don't know. I, yeah. And like, oh, that's what I was going to say with, with the delivery companies. Like, I think they figured out that like people are like calling them and wanting to find their items. It must be happening a lot because it is so hard to get a hold of them. Like if you go on their page to like try to call them, there's no like phone number. Mm-hmm. Anytime they call me from the warehouse, it's a no caller ID. Oh. <laughs> so I can't even like call back. I'm like, how do I even call you guys to? Well, yeah, you disconnect the phone if you're, there's too many problems. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Yeah. It was f- so funny. I was like, actually had a laugh. I'm like, wow, you guys, this must be happening a lot. All this, not the smartest, but I, a lot of companies do that where, um, well, not a lot, but one that comes off to mind is a, a tiny little company called Facebook, <laughs> where uh, I had a few videos on Facebook that were like demonetized mm-hmm. because of like copyright issues. Like oh, yeah. we have music that, you know, we have licenses to, to use. We pay a, a subscription fee for it and we can use that the stuff on it. And the, every once in a while, their algorithm will go through it and they'll capture something that says, nope, that's a, monet, uh, that's a copyright issue. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, if it's on YouTube side, you can quickly, you can just kind of click resolve. You type in what your thing is. You say that you have the license, you show your license, and then the thing corrects it. It's usually an automated system. Right. On, on Facebook. There's on like the creator, no way. There's no, there's no customer service. There's no chat you can press. So you just kind of have to be like, I guess I have to figure out, re-edit the videos and put different music on yeah. it. Like, I, there's no. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's. In fact, I actually have uh, like when 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 you create a lot of content on certain different platforms, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, Pinterest has those people. Uh, you know, Rumble has it. They will appoint you what they call like a content manager. So they'll basically that's your contact person to like mm-hmm. strategize what works, what doesn't, gives you. Um, informs you of new features that the platform has for you to like leverage and whatnot to mm-hmm. be more efficient. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I ended up e- emailing my person and I was like, Hey, can you connect me with somebody? And God, that guy of course I? is not on that team anymore. So I'm, 
So yeah, it's there's uh, just no way you'll never you can't no resolve way. it. No, they don't want you to. No, no, there's none of that. And so you kind of have to go. Okay, I guess I'm alone here. I have to figure this out. That's wild. Uh huh. Yeah. I feel like a lot of companies now do that. Um, like it's more. I see that too. Where it's like. It, it's like a rabbit hole to find the customer service link on like a store. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? I feel like lately I've no, been noticing that more because they probably don't want like the phone calls anymore. They're they so don't. tired of it. Well, they're also they're all getting it. Well, they also have to have a full time person to answer those phone calls and yeah. they cost a lot of money. Now, yeah. one thing I do appreciate on certain platforms is that little chat mm. button you can click because yeah, that's pretty that quick. Um, it's usually super dorky because they'd be like, how can I make your day? You know, and all this. Or like it's like automated at first until you like figure out your problem and then you'll have like a person actually like chatting with you. So far, mine's been pretty good um, in terms of resolutions or getting answers. But I, what I think is happening, and this is both with your delivery issue and every other fulfillment thing is, I think before the pandemic that we're now two years into it, I think before that, plenty of people bought plenty of stuff online. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though people lost work, but they also were subsidized with stimulus checks, which was not a lot for people, but still, for some reason, they didn't see, and in, in economics, they didn't see a decrease in spending. In fact, more people, you know, talking which to your father-in-law, weird. more yeah. people started remodeling their houses, started, I mean, contractors are all busy. And so the spending never went down. I think what ends up happening is it kind of did a shift in the way our culture operates where now we're like, hey, we're not as social anymore. I mean, a decrease in uh, social circles are probably very clear. Um, But instead, they're living more and more like online, which we've always lived a lot online, but now they're even they're, more so. They're now. taking it online. So instead of maybe before they would go to grocery store to get their toothpaste, to now going because they're so used from the pandemic, they go, Well, we're just gonna order it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Which that's what I do. And so we all do. But yeah. before it was like, okay, well you I need to stop. I remember telling me like, hey, can you snag me some, you know, uh mouthwash mm-hmm. and you would have to go to a physical store. Remember when the world was black and white like that? <laughs> Miss it <laughs> you sometimes. get on the horse carriage. But um and so I think now more and more people are just doing that. And and I'm not saying everybody, because there's plenty of people listening. They'd be like, hey, what, no, what are you talking about? The stores are still full of people. I think there's overall, you'll see a percentage increase or decrease one yeah. way or another. It's it's just, it happens. It, I y- think you're not going to notice 15, 20 percent, mm-hmm. but 15, 20 percent is a lot when it comes to spread across the board. Just trying to, yeah. And I think what happened was it was like the increase in people spending and the decrease in like products coming in time and so of course you're gonna see this like yes lapse in that where you're or like this disconnect where you're like well we're not getting our stuff in in time but people are still ordering if not yes. as much more than they used to yeah so now this is where all the that stuff is coming into play where we're like where the heck is my furniture i have a, a clothing brand sponsor that uh we've worked with for a, a long time and we we're talking about the 2022 contracts and we had to like renegotiate this is their proposal like renegotiate the deal because what ended up happening is they love the partnership they love the, the 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 traffic that they're getting but they were like because everybody experienced a shortage in terms of fulfillment across the board product shortage it turned into a thing where we're still promoting the product but they don't have but it. they don't have that product they yeah. and so they're like well we have to pull back on the promotional which is a silly thing to say but the well also the budgets are a lot lower because you know you, you're, you're spending money on advertising but you can't fulfill them so you're you're losing the business but, right right so it's interesting so and it was interesting enough that 
before the pandemic, I remember specifically a few months, maybe the summer before the pandemic, I uh, was looking into uh, the whole idea of like the sprinter vans that they convert to traveling, not for myself, but because I was like, I like watching those like van, van life videos. Mm -hmm. And they were saying how uh, Amazon bought out like, uh, I think like 50,000 uh, sprinter vans uh, because they were anticipating a huge incline of the need of deliveries. So you had, if you wanted to buy a sprinter van, you have to get behind Amazon, <laughs> who's their, their vans have to come out first. Oh, man. So that's crazy. it's almost like part of our evolution that delivery and living online and fulfillment. I'm wondering if this is just how it's going to be from now on. Like, we'll just have to wait a lot longer to get our stuff. Uh -huh. Like, I don't I don't think it's going to get that much better. Do you remember when Amazon wholesaling pitch was it, you get a next day with Prime? Mm -hmm. You still can some items. Uh, um, Kyle was telling me this and this is wild. What did you say, Kyle, about like Amazon tracks your um, history and maybe you put something in your cart, but then decide not to. And what they'll do is um, they will they will on the back. So let's say you put something in your cart on the back end. They uh, like code op like a, a, a special ops have that item delivered to that warehouse. And just in case. Is that am I saying that right? Yeah, I'm like browsing history. Yeah, like they kind of know. So if you and that is why. There's so many things you can get next day yes. that are not that I wouldn't think are that popular. Like yeah. There's some items where I'm like, um, a box spring twin, like mat, a box frame yeah. twin size is going to be, can be delivered by s this Sunday. Okay. We'll yeah. see. Pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. optimistic. Optimistic. Uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's kind of creepy, but I mean, it makes sense. They're like, well, they're already like looking for it. Might as well keep it there. I and remember watching like only a little bit part of the the Amazon documentary on Jeff Bezos, but I actually I think this weekend I'm gonna watch. Is the there whole thing. one? I didn't know there was one. Yeah, there's one, and it was interesting because when I started watching the first, is movie, it on Prime? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Prime, but it was interesting. Uh, maybe it's even on YouTube. Who knows? But it was um, it was Jeff Bezos basically there. He was explaining how the origin of Amazon started. Before, you know, when it was a bookstore, but the whole uh, strategy was to lose money in the very beginning stages of it just to run out any other competition and knowing that the company will be successful on the back end Which when when all the competition is mom and pops and everybody who can't uh, support this and you almost kind of become you almost be, take that capitalism and, and, and monopolize um, the uh, the the uh, what's what's the industry the uh, Consumer industry mm -hmm. where, you know, you almost uh, put pressure on a brand. Let's say a company wants to sell their belts on Amazon. You put pretty strict pressure on that brand to say, hey, you, we need guarantees of this, that and this other thing and the timelines for us to have those things. And you will only take this kind of cut. So they basically pressure them in a very like um, fast paced production and they run every other competition out. Um, and then they started obviously becoming the go-to supplier for purchases of anything decades later. It's like so many things you think wouldn't be on Amazon are on Amazon now. Yeah. Even like smaller companies are selling through Amazon because it's like that's the first app people go to. It's, it's why, like well, I need and it's because yeah, some I, underwear. I, I think the success of it is... I don't know why I said underwear. Well, I think the success of it is 
first of all, the ease of purchase. Yes. I can't tell one you one click. I can't tell you how many times I had like wanted to buy a, a thing from another person who has like a small Etsy account. And as soon as I have to, like I'm laying on the couch and as you soon as put your card, I was like, Hey, I guess I'm not buying this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of study of human behavior. It's a very silly thing. It's so funny. and so silly, but it's true. But when you go, I could swipe this, like you go up. Uh, if, if a brand, if a page I'm buying from, buying from doesn't have Apple yeah. pay or PayPal. Yeah. You go on, buying. you go on Panasonic, the cameras, you go on their website because you're looking at the brand new Panasonic camera. Yeah. And then they're like, get your credit card information or check out as guests. And you're like, I'm not buying this because you can now go on Amazon and be like, oh, it's on Amazon. One swipe, Easy. two swipe, three swipe, mm -hmm. we're done. And there you go. Yeah. I mean, that brings into like, even like, yeah, PayPal and Apple Pay into play because yeah, like if there's a, if there's a website I'm buying off of and I have to go physically get my card, I'm just going to go on a different website and try to find something else. Mm-hmm. Even though literally it takes, what, one minute to find my card input the information. Yeah, but then you got to put in like 16 numbers. Carpal tunnel. I'm running a 5K to raise awareness my, yeah. for carpal tunnel. But it's true. I think we're just, that's where how we've evolved as a society. We're at that point now where we would much rather at one click of a button buy that thing. And I don't think, because it's, it's wild when you go, we're at this crazy point. But the thing is, I don't even think we're at our final destination. No, there's more. Yeah, it's going to get easier. I, it's well, not only easier, but we're going to be so m more uh, integrated into it where I remember even in the short. How, how long ago did Facebook announce Meta and that was Zuckerberg? It, it was this year, wasn't it? It was this year, but how, it was like short. It was a short period of time. It was like maybe five months, four months. It can't be too long. I remember Mark Zuckerberg's Zuckerberg's. Uh, Wasn't that like the commercial. beginning of the year? So let's say four to five months. Yeah, probably beginning of the year. And so Meta, they just came out. They just announced it like four months ago. And I remember thinking in the back of my, my mind, I remember, you know, that, you know, uh, Ready Player One. I was like, okay, that makes sense, the foreshadowing. But I, there's a part of me that I go, this is not going anywhere. Are you kidding me? That's not, it's not going to happen. But then you start seeing human behavior. Oh, yeah. And the increase of online purchases and the increase in online community and a decrease of, you know, having a person to person uh, uh, our, it's uh, crazy integration in, in the dating apps. And, don't and you feel like it's a little bit scary? No, no. Why would it be scary? Well, in a, in a sense that we are not like having that face to face interaction anymore with people. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's scary it because of that different. movie Wally. -E. Do you remember I where mean, like everybody's just sitting in their chairs and they're all like overweight and huge because sure. they're not moving. They're uh -huh. on these like that's how they commute like walk they don't even walk they sit in these like like chairs and it takes them from place to place they communicate only through like technology and I'm like this I don't want to get to a point where I'm not like going out uh for um like like out with my girlfriends and just like going to get happy hour or something and having that like face to face interaction. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get to a point where it's just all online. Well, yeah, but you're only saying that is because you've experienced the other, right? right. You've experienced a time of going to place with somebody and having that person, yeah. person connection, touch and all that stuff with our kids. But it's going to be different. It's going to be different. You have kids who are born who are like four years old and who know nothing but masks, right? True. Who yeah. who who get panic attack because you're not wearing a mask, and, and ever since they could kind of understand things, they've only knew masks. I think, and then it, what happened 200 years ago, right? About cars. Well, there's going to be a time that we're not going to be on horseback. Phew, we don't want anything to do with this petroleum-based product. <laughs> Is we true? Do, I think humans evolve. 
But I think just like history has always proven, the strong will always survive. And the strong are the ones who go, oh, that food is convenient. I'm going to go eat that convenient food, which is, you know, let's say a junk food, right? Right. And become overweight and then have a plethora of, of health issues. Or, uh, oh, uh, I could I could be in a chat room in virtual reality with so-and-so and so-and-so. I don't have to go meet a girl. Cool. I'm going to do it. But then you have the strong. Those are the weak. Then you have the strong. The strong go, you know what's healthy for me? Doing something difficult. I'm going to work out. You know what's good for me? Eating something that makes me feel better. I'm going to eat better. Do you know what's good for me? Is having a good laugh with a friend. That's what I, you know. But the problem is we're seeing less and less of those strong people. Yeah. Then the weak people today. die off. Yeah. That's part of be a very like low population. It's part of human evolution. Right. The survival of the fittest has been around since the beginning of time. We see the animal kingdom. We see the mm -hmm. human kingdom. It's just part of it. And I have no fears about it because I know the things that are important to me in terms of being strong about things. Right. To me, it's important. My family con connections are more important than, let's say, other things. So therefore, I invest in those things. Other families might not. Other families might think other things are more important than those priorities of a strong right. family. So the strong survive. And that's just that's all it is. I don't know. It's just crazy to me to like see because we've lived in the in both like being 90s kids we've lived through that like no internet nothing mm -hmm. and then having this huge just like boost in like technology so i think maybe that's why it seems scary to me is because we're we're that um generation that's like divided kind of in the ter in terms of but every generation was divided. seems like that yeah every generation or something was like how many parents do you know? Everybody's parents at one point said, every generation's parents has always said, well, in our time, that was the best time. That's true. And in our time, that was the best time because we didn't do this. And then I think it's just like, if you can adapt while retaining certain things that you know are just good for yeah. you and not bad value, for you. Value, yeah. Value, yeah, volume. Value. Value is very Volume. Important. I have no fears. I first had had fears. But then I realized that it just because something is different doesn't mean it's something that should be scary. Right. Um, the same way as the way our kids will live online, it's our job to not uh, uh, just discourage them from it because it's, it's going to happen their, anyway. It's going to be part yeah. of their life. I think that's what's kind of hard for me is like to accept that it's going to happen anyway. Just like lead them along where they're not consumed by it and not consumed, not controlled, understand how to be the strong survivor Absolutely. in the midst of all that yeah. stuff. So not being the sheep, but kind of understanding and being vigilant and aware things that are destructive and things are not. Yes, absolutely. Just because something is good, uh, it, it doesn't mean it could be good for you. And mm -hmm. too much of a, what is that? Too much of a, of good, a good thing, thing is a bad thing. Could, could be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, internet, it's a good thing, but too much of internet could be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel. So I'm starting to like, I think, s figure that out inside myself because I was, I felt, always felt like this, like technology is taking over. It's like scary. I don't want my kids to watch anything, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like you do because they're going to be consumed or they're going to get to that point anyway. Technology is part of their lives now. It's, you know, going to be part of their lives. They've, from their, the time they were babies, it's always been around. I mean, this much, you know, what right. we're going through right now. So yeah. when we were little, it was like, whatever's on TV is what you watch. Mm -hmm. You watch the commercials. <laughs> and now they're like, Skip, Mom, what is this? A yeah. commercial? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. They have it so good. It's so easy. Yeah. No, it's 
listen, man, I think it's cool. I think it's I really cool. I remember sitting through, yeah, like, what is it, two minutes of commercials? I remember, you know, being homesick on a school day and uh, you're watching Matlock, Price is Right. Because it's watching, the only thing that's on, yep. And then you're watching those. Wh- no now control. that's what I call Music CD, a commercial uh, advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the um, ShamWow. The ShamWow, yep. Happy Days. <laughs> the the nonstick pan, that the green no- pan. Yeah. There's so many good ones. But then that time sucked. I know, but we didn't know any better. That's right, the thing. Right. That's all it like. Yeah. That's all we knew. And so I think for our for our kids, this is all they know, and we can't like try to, yeah, keep them from you know what's going on right now, the technology and the things that are evolving with it. We can't. I just think we just gotta teach them how to. I think I just get scared because I see all these social media. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like people having these conversations on social media about how bad some of these video games are for your kids are they psychiatrists I, or psychologists no, like, it's just moms going right so then what are they don't ha- let your kids play uh roblox because this and this and this have and they this. seen studies to show an effect of no roblox they, on, a, on a child they, their their whole thing is which i understand this i just don't know i guess i'm trying to figure out like there's so many different ways you can approach this but roblox was a big one there was a mom that like posted this video on instagram and i mean it's got millions and millions of views her whole thing i haven't seen all of it but her whole thing was like be careful because on roblox you can which a lot of video games you can talk to people yeah the chatting yeah that's a different conversation which is like just be aware of like right don't allow your kids to do that but anyway she was talking about how there's like predators on there who will actually ask their kids like Hey, what's your name? Where do you live? Like the mm-hmm. addresses, trying to like fake, like find them, and that was kind of like scary for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is real. But we've also had conversations with our kids yes. about those things, and so and that's strengthening the and uh, the the your child to be able to take on the world that's coming because yeah, you can't protect them. Like I think the best thing you can do is give them the tools to be like, oh, this is bad because like if you don't. If they're not aware that there are like bad people in the world, one person's gonna come up to them and offer them candy, and they're gonna go with them. Oh. It's like the same thing as telling yeah. them, "Hey, don't get in a freaking van mm-hmm. with with a with a stranger," right? Yeah. So it's like the same same thing with technology. I think talking about it and saying like, first of all, we don't let our kids talk to anybody unless they know them, right? Mm-hmm. That's our rule. I, you looked at me as if we'd never I'm agreed to on that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, no, we're on the same page, yeah. right? Wait, wait a second. Was that? Did you tell them? That? Yeah. No. So it's like they're not allowed to even talk on their like headset unless it's a person we've they're related to or a friend that we've like approved. And the thing is, we trust them, so we know like when they're talking. There's been a couple times where Jack. The, he's them been caught too. They've been caught because I get notified via email if and you then added somebody done. to yeah. their. And, and that's like, a, that's a beautiful thing is you can have all these parental controls where you are monitoring them because if you just completely shut them down, they're gonna rebel. find a way. Yeah. They're gonna rebel. They're gonna find a way to like work around your rules, and then it's gonna be like even worse for us as parents. So it's I don't. The know. argument that I have, and I think what our parents have always tried to like bring, you know, convince people is that. Technology will make you dumber. And I think that's false. Technology won't make you dumber. In fact, I remember Jordan Peterson was having this great point. He's like, if you turn on cartoons for a child, a small, like, you know, a two-year-old, uh, one, one, one to two-year-old, 
that they're going to grow up to be dumb. Well, no, what they they have studies and they show that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. What will happen is when that child is uh, has a lack of attention at such a young age and they're just drawn to this thing, then that might be a disconnect in their development. Yeah. So by you leaving a kid in a crib and just turning on cartoons, yes, that will do That's more damage. That's the more damage, But yeah. if you're interacting with them and they're getting that communicate, their neurons are firing through communication as their brain is trying to figure out every other word that, that you're saying in order to understand its meaning, mm-hmm. that's a different conversation. Absolutely. You neglect the child, then yes, their ability to thrive is going to be decreased. It's interesting. Decreased. I'd never thought about that that it's, way, but it, yeah, it's it, right. Because it's like is, with, with Harper, we turn on Coco Melon because that's... Sure. I mean, always the number one show on Netflix on any account we it's go on. It's my favorite show, yeah. It's wonderful. The wheels but it's like with her, around. she's not just sitting there glued to the TV. She walks around. She like, like she's like almost interacting, but like, because it's all just songs. It's right. almost like the songs are on for her and she likes that. Yeah. But she'll leave the room and come like find me if I'm like doing something and like then go back to it. So it's like not, I, I guess it's like if they're glued to it and just sitting there and being, yeah, neglected, that's a different story. Yeah. Their, their brains need to be f- having receptors fired off as opposed to kind of being in a stagnant mode and just staring mm-hmm. at something almost as if as you're staring at the right. window, your brain has to be able to send information and receive information and process that information. Yeah. And I guess with kids, there's adults who have that yeah, where they're, right. you know, they, they watch dumb stuff and they don't challenge themselves with anything else. So therefore yeah. you can't have an intelligent conversation. Well, and I think people. that's where like the rules come into play. Like for our kids, we have some rules because we have to like they're kids. If we let them watch and play whatever they wanted, they would not leave their rooms right. because they would be consumed by whatever they're watching or playing. But I think as kids their age, we, we, we set these rules and boundaries. And I think that's been working really well for, yeah. for them and, and for us. <laughs> yep. Yep. The great yeah. kids. So I don't know. Yeah. But that's just, you got to adapt. Well, anyways, and there's going to be, I'm sure, an asteroid that hits the earth. So well, you know, there's, there's always that. There's always that. So what's the yeah. point? Might yeah. as well watch anything you want to watch. And <laughs> So, yeah, have that drink in the middle of the day. <laughs> I did. You did? Yeah. That's what that is? Yeah. You're it's boozing? A cocktail. You're boozing? It was a rough day. <laughs> this girl, okay? Um, anywho, this has been fun. I actually like this conversation. It was yeah. nice. It was um, a lot. We'll call it customer service. I actually stopped putting titles on. I just put episodes. Oh, that's good, too. Yeah. Yeah. That way people can... It's kind of a mystery. You get caught into yeah. something. <laughs> Boom. You're li- you thought you could talk design, and we're talking about Epstein's Island. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite. I Folks, love it. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been fun. Please... Uh, review it on any platform you listen to it really helps with the algorithm to help push it and more importantly go check out the youtube channel uh we have clips and all that fun yeah. stuff there you can watch us watch us there watch us talking all right toodles folks bye toodles